It's Abila's Daily from Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR Radio Network. 86 degrees on a Tuesday. Hot out there. It's not not chilly at all. Well, I didn't get a chance to mow my lawn yesterday, so you can bet it's going to be hot today. You better you better put on the old sun hat today and yeah. get rolling on that. Yeah. Speaking of sun hats, Travis Barrett's here. <laughs> I feel like Travis occasionally wears a sun hat. Occasionally. Get the Sometimes. old... Occasionally the... Now, do you have the desert camo one, or do you go like what, what do we go with, or do you go like an old Dale Earnhardt Jr. like Mountain Dew one? <laughs> no, uh, what do I, uh, I? I I don't think I'm comfortable with this discussion. Okay, you know, uh, my, my shoe and my hat game is a revolving door, so I don't. Well, yeah. it's too late now. See, it's like therapy. I already opened up too much. You know, like I can't wear the same pair of shoes two days in a row. I can't wear the same hat two days in a row. Okay. What? <laughs> I, I'm sorry. That's how it is. Huh? Like, I didn't... I, I know. I no, was not... I so, I you, do you have, like, a... See, because I've got, like, a couple of bucket hats. i got a Patriots one and a Yankees one. You can get a Giants one, you know? Uh, I could, yeah. I know uh, you're you big... Know, Maybe yeah. you could get, like, an authentic Eli Manning one. Oh, wait. we There's no really telling if it's authentic or not. <laughs> that was good. That was good. That was good. Is Gronk playing football this year? Or? I don't. I don't know. It, it, whatever Mike Florio says must be true, right? I mean, he's been trying to trade Gronk since like February, so it's been like right. when I saw that come across, like that is literally the first time. And it, 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 as a Patriots fan, and I felt so good about this. And Wing, I don't know how you felt about it when I saw the report that Gronk is still on the market. I just rolled my eyes and just kept yeah. on scrolling. I'm like, I'm not even clicking that. Yeah. Like that it's is, my, it, yeah. We were sitting here this morning drinking coffee, and my wife is sort of keeping track of that. Like, I, I wasn't really paying attention to it. She's like, what, what is this? Is Gronk? Like, is he? What, what's going on? Isn't he, like, one of their best players? And I, and I just said, listen, it's just noise. It's just, like, the, you know, don't it's, don't worry. It's really. dead time. they got to fill it up somehow. they got to fill it up somehow. It's, that is the dumbest story. In a lot of dumb storylines this summer, early summer, that's, that's one of the dumbest. That is that is probably right in the top five. That's That's, yeah. that's right near there. Um, yeah. let's, let's talk a, a couple things here for, let's talk, uh, local racing a little bit. What's been going on yeah. around the local racing scene? They've actually got some races in cause it hasn't been raining for prolonged yeah. stretches, uh, specifically on Saturday nights. Yeah. Well, it's been, um, it, it's been busy, you know, typically I think every year right around, uh, you know, the 4th of July holiday, it gets busy. You know, you've got fireworks shows and special races and all that kind of stuff. But I think, you know, like, I think the biggest thing that probably happened, you know, in the last week or so, was um, you know up in Caribou of all places, where Bud Speedway, which has um, held a uh, pass race for the first time in eight years, and uh, oh, they don't have a ton of seating up there. The place was was sold out. I saw a bunch, a couple of aerial photos, and um, they had a really big crowd, and they got twenty something cars up there, and um, so that was kind of cool, you know. And I think it's um, you know I, I don't know if that's something that's going to continue. I I don't know that it wouldn't. I think if if, if the people up there at Spud Speedway continue to, you know, want to have that kind of once a year big show, that's, that's a nice little fit. I know it's a it's a long haul for guys, and I think it was complicated by the fact that they had to come back um, in race in Scarborough on Saturday. So that's a four day turnaround. That's, that's I'm not good at math, but I, I can do four days. And uh, you know, I know some of those guys weren't really thrilled about making the, you know, the trip up there, especially for some guys, four or five hours. And, um, you know, then turn around and come back and race in Scarborough. But, um, you know, I think that's kind of the biggest thing. But, yeah, everybody's been racing. I mean, it feels like, um, 
a stretch last week, especially with the fourth falling on a Wednesday, I felt like every day I was getting something else in my inbox about who won last night. And it's just kind of crazy, really, when you think about it. It really seems odd, too. Like, I still feel like it, it, it feels like we should be, you know, just waiting here for the Oxford 250 any yeah. second now, and it's not yeah. there anymore. Like, it's it, it's peculiar. You know, for years it was July, right? Mm-hmm. For years it was July, and um, and I, I do believe it was... Well, the time Tom Mayberry bought Oxford Plains Speedway, I think the first year it was probably a July race. I, you know, again, I'm getting old, so it's hard for me to remember. It feels like it was two years ago he bought the track, but it's been more than that now. Um, it's been more than half a decade. Um, but I think, you know, he kind of pushed it back to the end of August, and, and it always felt like a little weird to me at first. Um, I was concerned the first couple of years about what does that do to the smaller teams, like when you get to the end of the summer and they've blown through all their money and all their budget. Um, but it's actually turned out to be a really nice spot on the calendar. And, and, you know, the more we go with that end of August, the more I like it, because to me it's sort of – the whole summer race season kind of builds to that. And on, um, you know, on the podcast that, that we've done every week on centralmain.com, um, everybody talks about the Oxford 250. Whether you bring it up or not, these guys talk about kind of getting ready for that race. And so I do think it's kind of nice that it's at the end of the summer, um, you know, right before school goes back. And it's, um, I don't know, to me it's a, it's a nice way to kind of build. You build all summer for it, and you kind of cap off the summer race season with that. And then right from there... The local tracks all kind of really go into their championship battle for the next, uh, you know, couple of weeks. So I, I like it, actually. I do think. At first, like I said, I had some concerns. I thought, geez, is this really going to work? And and are fans really going to pack the grandstands with kids getting ready to go back to school and, and school sports back in session? But um, it's worked out really nicely for them. I, I think it is a good fit. Talking with Travis Barrett from CentralMaine.com. Of course, you can download the Loose Wheels podcast right there. No actual loose wheels are, are there, right, during the recording of we said podcast? Yeah, we, hope, we hope not. Okay. Hope not. Yeah, all right. That would be bad. Do you, you have random guests on there all the time, right? Like, uh, I think Austin terriot has been on, uh, Reed Lanfer. You've had, you've had quite a few folks on there, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, connected to We have not had Austin yet. Um, but thanks a lot for reminding me. Um, well, maybe you should get him on this week, you know? Maybe. I should, yeah, I should. Um, but I think, uh, but we have, you know, I try and not repeat too much. I, it's really, for me, that podcast is not about, um, I've had this conversation with a bunch of the guests. Like, I don't want to have, let's just rehash your race on Saturday night. Like, I really want to be a conversation about some of these guys. You know, some of them, like Travis Benjamin and John Clark, they've been racing for a long time. And there's some. You know, we've had some young kids like Austin Terrace and, and Hayden North. Um, Hayden races over it with Cassett. Just you know, those are 15-year-old kids. They're kind of the future of the sport in the state. And so, I don't know. I've tried to have a good mix. I've tried to have a conversation, you know, with everybody. And um, you know, so far it's been fun. It's been well received. It was it was funny to me. I was in uh, Oxford on July 1st for the uh, the quote unquote non-winners 100, um, which had a guaranteed Oxford 250 provisional. For the winner, and uh, you know, ran into some guys from Canada that I've known for a lot of years, and they were saying they listen to it every week. So it's nice that people are listening, and I think it's—I don't know—I I, maybe I'm—I don't want to self-promote here, but I do feel like it's—it's it's turned into a pretty good product that I'm, I'm kind of happy with, and I like. So well, that's good. Listen. That's good. Yeah. Are, what uh, what's your status around? Uh, like, who won the NASCAR race this weekend? Like, I'd never heard of him before. I'd never—I uh, had never heard of him before. No, Eric Jones won the yeah. NASCAR. See, I'm so out of the loop on NASCAR. Like, well, yeah, but this is that's my question. Like yeah, back in the old right. days, 
you know, back in back in back in the golden back years, in the day. you know, oh, we are old. We are old. I, you know, growing up in the late '80s, I, yeah. I would remember guys they would they would race at the 250, and then I'd see them at NASCAR events later yeah. on. You know what I yeah. mean? Or yeah, I'd see or I'd see Joey Gamash fight at the Armory, and then I'd see him on pay per view. You know, yeah. like yeah. there was a big pro atmosphere about everything that kind of went around uh, went along around here, and it, it's like. Is that still around? Is that is that is that environment still available? Are there as many kids and things getting into racing nowadays as there used to be? Is it dropping off? Like that's you know? a hard one. I mean, that's a long answer, really. But um, it, that's auto racing in general, stock car racing has changed so much, right? Like we know. Um, I think that one of the real disconnects at the top level with fans is that they don't feel like the grassroots connection is still there. Um, I remember, again, because we're getting old, like um, 1991, so I would have been, I was in high school, and uh, Tracy Gordon um, won the track championship at Oxford Plains Speedway. Yep. And in those days, if you won a bunch of races and you won a couple of championships, the next logical step was you went to the Bush North Series. That's what you did. And Tracy did that. He raced there for a lot of years. And then if you did that, a la Ricky Craven, right? Then you went to the what was then the Bush Series, now the Xfinity Series. And he did that for a couple of years, and you made it all the way into the Cup Series. And now that ladder is, is not there. Now, that's not to say kids aren't starting young. They're, they're probably starting younger than ever, which is good and bad. Um, but what they're doing is they're getting right into these um, legend car series, and they're getting right into um, these late models that have – you know, or you know, you go all the way up to you know, Dale Earnhardt Jr. owns a late model team, so they're they're getting into these development rides early instead of just kind of working their way through and hoping to get noticed. And then the other story, you know, the other side of that is um, I remember a conversation I had with Reed Lanter's dad um, when Reed was 14 years old. He was driving for Junior Motorsports. He was he, you know, of course, he lives in Manchester. He was every other week. He was flying down to Virginia staying with the team, um, racing two times in the weekend, and coming back home. And they did not go back for a second year because somebody came along and said, we'll double whatever they're paying for that car. And, and so that kid was in the car the next year and reaches out of a ride. And that's kind of the way it's gone. I mean, you can, you can look at what it costs. If you, want to, if you want to be in the truck series and you can prove to those guys that you can at least drive them in circles, and if you can write them a check for $3 million, Chances are you'll be in the truck series. That's not how it was in the 80s and 90s. You had to have the talent. You had to make it. And and it, part of it's the sport itself, right? The money's changed, so everything's about money, and it costs so much to run these teams. They just price themselves right into a corner. Um, but they can't say, hey, we can just we can just run a car, and if we get some sponsorship money to help defray the cost, it's great. Now they're looking for sponsors to put the whole bill for an entire year in all of these series, and it's not a cheap bill. You know, it's... it's tens of millions of dollars so um i don't know i feel like you know and it seems like to me it seems to me like these sponsors are getting less because i you know i remember back in the day like you know i i knew what 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 uh, gm service thing was because dale earnhardt was on everything right i I mean i knew what texaco was because i saw davy allison stuff like you you remember all that stuff alan culwicky had hooters you know like like you remember all that stuff. You had your Marlboro people. I think sure. I think I think Bill Elliott had Marlboro for a while. Like 
to me, if I'm a sponsor, I want as much placement on that as possible. And if I don't know any of the names outside yeah. of the Bush brothers, like, yeah. that's a big issue for me. Well, the, the, you know, it's funny. My dad um, said to me years ago, he's like, part of the problem is they change the cars every week. Right. And it's, it's, he's not wrong. So it, people involved in NASCAR at the highest level, should, I think they are concerned now, but they should have been very concerned when, <clears throat> excuse me, when Dale Earnhardt Jr., Jeff Gordon, and Tony Stewart in their final years didn't have a sponsor that was on their car for all 36 races. They were all, you know, they had a primary sponsor that was there, for, depending on the case, right? half the year, two-thirds of the year, and then they were finding other guy, other companies to come in, and, well, why don't you be on the car for three races, and why don't you be on the car for another three races, and let's try and piece our whole schedule together. That, to me, is a sign of exactly where we've gotten, because, like you said, back in the day, 20 years ago, uh, the DuPont car was Jeff Gordon, and mm-hmm. the, the Home Depot car was Tony Stewart, and it was it was the same GM, right? That was that was Earnhardt. I mean, it, it didn't change. Now it changes a lot, and I think it's really hard for fans to kind of keep up with. It's certainly hard, for, it's impossible with changing cars and changing drivers as some of these guys have retired and a bunch of new faces have come in. It's really hard for casual sports fans to just click on the race on a Sunday afternoon when, you know, the baseball games, the blowouts, are just looking for something to keep their attention, and you look at it, and it looks like you, you know, I don't know any of these guys. I don't know any of these guys. I don't know any of these cars. Yeah. Like, I think some people root for the car. Like, I call yeah, that the Knight sure. Rider generation, right? They'll just root for the yeah, car. Really? You well, know, you recognize him. Like, I mean, when Ernie Irvin took over the Davy Allison ride, that was an, yeah. that was an easy route. Like, ah, oh, he's driving the 28 car. I'll root for him, yeah. you know? Yeah, Texaco Haviland, baby. Yeah. yeah. That's how it goes. Totally true. Totally true. Totally but- true. You know, and that leads me to my, my next thing, because I'm talking about sports and, and, and how they've changed over the years. And, you know, uh, after going to the, my five games, five days, five places the other day and yeah. encountering Red Sox fans on the way, there's definitely a different feel when Red Sox fans are in the stadium as opposed to other teams' fans. <laughs> it's a little more laid back, a little more casual when Red Sox fans aren't there. A little more. A little yeah, more. I, that. I didn't want to go so far as to say more enjoyable. But I right. did want to say, because, you know, I know there's there's many good, solid Red Sox fans. But I'm going to say there's a little bit different energy when Sox fans invade the, the, road team's, uh, the road team's home. I wonder if, so this is not a criticism on you, because I would be in the same boat. If I was, if I was uh, a Red Sox fan traveling in a sea of Yankee fans, um, but I wonder if, I don't know, uh, pick, pick one, right? Philadelphia, whatever. Just pick um, Washington. If... If the, if those fans there feel like that's more enjoyable, just because all of a sudden people are into the game. Nope, nope. And I can tell you that it's yeah. absolutely not. And I can tell you, what, okay. So at Yankee Stadium, mm. there's no issues there. I think Red Sox yeah. and Yankees fans do that, and, and and there's no. I had there was that that to me was a playoff style atmosphere, and yeah. that was a great time. Okay. Yeah. Fenway on night one was Fenway. Mike Trout was in the building. It was raining. A lot of people weren't sure if they were even going to get the game in. Right, right, right. Yeah. And then it started raining in the first inning, like peeing rain, even though the radar said there wasn't supposed to be rain. And it's yeah. like there's rain above us right now, and we can't sit here. So yeah. it was it changed things a little bit. But when I got to Philadelphia on, on Saturday night, there were a lot of people there, but it was because of fireworks. It was almost like when you go to the Sea Dogs and they're giving away bobbleheads sure. that night, yeah, and sure. there just happens to be more people there, right? Yeah, sure. So, it, but it was kind of that atmosphere, and the Nationals and Phillies played, and it was a good game, and but it was it was just baseball. You know what I mean? There wasn't like life or death. Yeah. 
Right. Um, there was no there was no national sucks chance. Like when I was sitting, I was in the section next to the judges' chamber, and it was, and all of a sudden, when I think I don't know, up five one, Boston sucks, Boston right. sucks, yeah, and it was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and the guys heckling Mookie Betts, like you know, the only Mookie I thought was good was Wilson. You know, I thought that's funny. You know, I think that's a good right. time. That's good. It's good energy. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. It's totally wrong. Mookie Betts is a damn good player, but you know, if you want to, if you're gonna heckle somebody, I'm sure Judge gets it pretty good in, in Fenway. I sure, feel yeah, pretty confident yeah, yeah. on that. Yeah. Um, sure. So that was okay. And then when I went to the Baltimore Angels game on Sunday, you want to talk about a laid-back place, man. <laughs> you want to talk about the most laid-back place? Like people are going and they're having a good time. There are a lot of people there. But it was super hot. I happened to be right under the shade where, because yeah. I, I made sure I looked for covered seats because there's certain things that I've learned in my short time in this world. Yeah. Not as short as I, it once was. But it it went... Shade is better than... Uh, yeah, than totally. And it was perfect and it was great and it was a good time. Totally different atmosphere. Like, yeah. And they even hit six home runs in that game. And the place wow. was jazzed up. Everybody was in a good move. It was kind of like, yeah, it's one win, you know. Right. Manny Machado stuff was buy one get one half off. So, all right, here we go. You know, everything. Trying Any, to get rid of it. Anything Manny Machado was buy one get one half off. Trying to get that rid of it. Great. So, so that's kind of the deal. That's when I knew, like, hey, he's probably not going to be. He's probably not going to be here. I don't think he's going to be around uh, at the end of the month. Were I the don't Yankees, think. Were they measuring him for the uniform? Or I, I think what's going to happen here, you know, one, I don't think he's going to get traded to the Yankees because Manny Machado did come out last night in a press conference or in his, his post-game press. What the hell did you do? Did you fall? Did you knock something over? No, I was just adjusting something. Okay. All right. I was making sure you were all right there. I was a little concerned about you. Um, he, and he said, you know, I'm a shortstop. I play shortstop. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. That's so, like, good. if th- if that's your attitude, just just stay in Baltimore. You can yeah, just, right. you can play short play shortstop there the rest of your life, Manny. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Have a great time. Let me know how it goes. Send us a postcard from Boogs. It's yeah. great. It's fine. Wouldn't Who's that, gonna uh, put? Wouldn't that give you pause as a team and as a contender? If if the guy that you're trying to get is um, he's more worried about himself and his position and where he's going to bat in the lineup. Then let's go win the championship. Then I right. A tremendous amount of pause. Tremendous amount. Of, I don't care how good you are. Huge amounts of pause there. Like, hey, yeah. what if I don't know? I I totally couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Like it that just because I think what they're doing. Remember the Yankees did this last year for folks that that don't remember. They they got Todd Frazier and they got Tommy Canely at the same time. So my guess yeah. is they're probably looking to make a deal with Baltimore, and I don't think they're going to go for starting pitching because, frankly, I think the price is going to be too high for starting pitching. I think you'll be able to get a better starting pitcher on the waiver deadline trade deal than you will right now because yeah, you're going to have right. to wait on guys to clear, and then when you're waiting on guys to clear, those are guys that basically teams are like, please, God, take this guy for the last two months because I don't want to have yeah. to pay him anymore. Yeah, for sure. So in that that helps with things. So I think that's when they'll get their starter. I think going into it, they were looking at it last night like, hey, you know, let's make a move for Zach Britton and Manny Machado. Mm. You know? Yeah. I don't know if you still do that, though. I, you know? Maybe you don't care. Maybe I, you don't care if you're the Yankees or the Red Sox or whoever. You know, I don't think the Red Sox are. If you're one of those... You know, I guess the deal here is, right, like, if you're the Yankees and the Red Sox, as the, as the examples we're using, you know you're in the playoffs. You're at least in the one-game wild-card playoff. So, 
you're not one of those fringe teams trying to get a guy to bring him in and make a push to make sure you get in. Maybe maybe teams like Boston and New York don't have as much concern with, oh, well, let him say what he wants about the position. When we call him and we make him the offer and we tell him we want him to be here for a long time, he might change it too. You know? It's hard to say, but maybe the big teams don't worry about it so much. I just I'd have a hard time bringing a guy like that in. Yeah, no, I feel exactly the same way. Because to me, that 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 is not what I'm looking to bring into my locker room. It's kind of like it's kind of like Kawhi Leonard with the Celtics. I don't He's know if I say that. I don't know if I want that guy and his family in in, in his crazy uncle. You know, yeah. in the now I I know that Levar Ball all over again. <laughs> I am well aware that this whole thing is 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 a is a Greg Popovich thing. I think Greg Popovich is 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 an is an uncontrollable a hole, and. Just the way he, the way he treats sideline reporters who are there to do a job, tells me a lot about a human being. Yeah. And to me, as a human being, I think he lacks. But anytime he says something great, especially politically motivated, that anybody agrees with, he's a freaking saint and a pope, yeah. and we love yeah. pop, and he's great. But when he gets yeah. all like wishy-washy and then like um, I, I like to call him passive aggressive, passive aggressive pop. Exactly. Because the stuff that he did with Kawhi Leonard, like, yeah, well, you know, we don't know if he's going to be here. No, no, you did because your your general manager had low level trainers assigned to him, and you had this happen, you had that happen. It seemed to me like you know this is the second time in two off seasons that he's had a star that's demanded to be traded because he's been an a hole. So maybe at some point you got to look at the mirror and decide, you know, you got to make a decision on something here. But that, you know, to me, guys like Hawaiian Leonard, Manny Machado, you don't want those guys on your team. And in, 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 the, in the team that you see that, that tells you, that, that shows you that you don't want those guys on your team are teams like the Patriots, teams like the Astros. You don't want those guys on your team. Right. You just don't. You just don't. You just don't. There's, there's too much that can go wrong. It's... um. As much as, as as good and as talented as professional athletes are, right? As much money as they make, it's still, in many ways, is uh, it, it's not the same. But one parallel we can draw to even you know how many good high school teams you see where it's like you get one or two kids that are just bad apples and the whole thing crumbles. Um, you know, I can think of teams that I've covered over the years that lost their star player, and you thought, oh my word, well this will be a down year for school X. And it was addition by subtraction because they got rid of the kids that complained, that argued with the coach, that always thought they were above everything. So, and that goes all the way to professional sports. Like, it doesn't take much for, for one guy, two guys, start getting along um, <laughs> and just kind of bring the whole thing down by, you know, just being cancerous inside clubhouses. It just, it happens. It always happens. So, I think you got to be really careful. And I, and I do think that's why, you know, more and more... I know it's kind of been dubbed, you know, the uh, the Patriot way, but they're not alone. I think more and more teams take a serious look at character and, and the guys they're bringing in because they know how quickly it can unravel. And when you're making an investment like these teams are making in all of their staff and players, uh, it's not a risk that we're taking most of the time. You know, we, we've seen the opposite of that, too. I'm thinking back, Matty, of the Oak Hill run, you know, three straight state championships. Mason Flaherty were their two best players, and they're the most humble, team-first guys you could ever find, and I think it permeated the whole program. Yeah. No question about it. it. Absolutely. They didn't have any of that crap. It was done. Yep. 
Um, when your leaders are the ones that can that nip us up in the bud, just have better off. Um, than when your leaders are the ones, uh, you know, creating all the drama. By the way, um, I'm going to do one quick thing here. Hold on. Okay. I don't want to do anything. Hold on. This is real. This, this is going to hurt. Is this this going to hurt? This is going to be the quickest thing ever. Ready? And I'm doing this because legally I'm required to right now. You're listening to the B-List Daily on Sports Time Maine, AM 780, WTME, Rumford, Mexico, Dixfield. There you go. See? Boy, that, that voice sounded familiar. It's almost like it was me. I okay. kind of just killed the whole killed all the flow of this conversation i know <laughs> I, I, I get back into it now. now now i know it's tough it's like hey can you hold the thought for like for two seconds you know i, I literally i'm so old i literally just forgot what i was thinking yeah there we go well it, it's good because i want there was something i wanted to ask you about anyways um are the bruins planning on doing anything at this point or are they just done like were they just happy to, honestly i feel like they were just happy to be there last year and now they're even more just happy to be mentioned but they're not really doing a thing I think what scares me the most is, again, I am one of the few people, I like the NHL playoff structure. Because I, I remember the day, right? Here we go again. I remember the days when mm-hmm. the playoffs were Buffalo, Montreal, and those were the teams you were going through, Hartford, and those were wars because those were division rivals and guys knew each other. And uh, I love it. I, so I like it. I, I don't get caught up in the, the six two best teams are playing for the conference championship. Because I do think in the NHL playoffs, if you've gotten all the way to the conference finals, you've done something. So I, I don't. I hate hearing about the yeah, but it's a seven seed versus a two. Who cares? Anyway, my point being, um, what makes me really nervous is I see Tampa, and I see what they're doing, and I think, oh dear God, like they are. It, it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough for the Bruins. I, I don't think they're done, but I think what I don't think it's a, obviously it's not going to be a free agent splash. I still think behind the scenes they're trying to figure out. How to get a deal to get Krejci out of there? That's right. That's what I think. Yeah. Um, I just i I think that's where they're trying to go, you know. And because I, I do think they I think they were pleasantly surprised by some of their young kids' development. I'd be shocked if they think, well, it's just going to keep on getting better. I mean, it will keep getting better theoretically, but they know they need a piece or two. I, I still think Krug won't be around when training camp starts. I think they're going to move him somehow for something. So I don't think they're dumb, but I don't think it's going to be a big splash, right? I just. I think that's what we've learned about Don Sweeney. I don't really think that's his modus operandi anyway. And I still think that they're they're a little bit up against the cap, too. I, I think they're still strapped yeah. with, you know, the yeah. Krejci contract and some of those other ones that there's just no flexibility. So you've either got to yeah. trade somebody yeah, uh, or play the young kids. And they decided last year to play the young kids. And Yeah, uh, I think Krejci and Backus combined, I, I'd have to look, but oh. I'm pretty sure they're like $11.5 million yes. tied up in those two guys. That's, yes. that's a lot of money. It is. A lot of money for second and third line guys. A little bit. It's it's a it's a couple of dollars, I'd say. Yeah. So I I don't know. I don't I don't think they're dumb, but I think you're right. I think the cap's an issue for them too, and they got they just I, I just think they're trying. They're looking at trades now. They're not so they're not. You know I'm. I know we said it like somebody said to me like they were really disappointed they didn't get Tavares, and I was like, man, that guy's had thirty goals like twice in the last three six seasons or something. Like I still feel like if Tavares is that good. The Islanders at least make the playoffs most of those years. Yes. I don't, I'm not saying go deep, but I feel like if you've got a guy that's supposed to be a transcendent star, a guy that you're going to pay that kind of money to, I feel like he should be good enough to at least get you in. And then your goaltending should be the issue in the playoffs. Then your lack of defensive depth should be an issue. I just I have a hard time believing 
that he's so good that he could... Now, granted, his point total should go up playing with better players, for certain, but I just think if he's that good, and he's been healthy, I think he had one year where he wasn't, um, if he's that good, they should have gotten in the playoffs. They should, they should have been better with a player like that. That's been my opinion from the beginning, and it didn't change. And it didn't change when I saw the, the dollars and the years attached to the new deal he got in Toronto. I'm worried they're going to get nervous and re-sign Rick Nash. That would drive me crazy. Yeah, but I think, you know, I have a feeling that if they do, I think Nash will be significantly lower money than what he was making this year. But also, it sounded like he has not done anything crazy because, you know, he's worried about whether or not he's even going to play next year. I think his concussion at the end of this season really um, concerned. From what I've read, it sounds like that really has him scared about, like, what, what's the point of hanging on for a couple more years, you know, with, with that kind of a risk. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But I think if we do get if he if he does come back, I think it'll be a significant discount. It wouldn't be – we got Rick Nash, and now he's going to go play with uh, Bergeron and Marchand so we can put Pasternak with somebody else. I don't I, – I that's why I, I don't worry about that too much. His name – is Travis Barrett. You can catch him at centralmaine.com. Sure. And he, <laughs> you can catch a Loose Wheels podcast there as well. You can follow him on the old Twitter as well. Just look for T Barrett GWC. That's right. Yeah, you nailed it. All right. It's been a half an hour already? It's been, no, it's been more than a half been an more hour. Than that. I, think it, I think we went like 33 minutes. We went a little. That's why, my, that's why everybody keeps staring at me out the window. Probably. What is he? Oh yeah, what's he? Oh yeah, that doesn't look suspicious at all. All right, well, well White I will. House, White, House, White House must have canceled on you this week, huh? So you can go along with me. No, okay. I gave. I kind of give White House the summer off. He's, you know, he's a veteran. You know, he's he's a little wow. older than the rest of us. So this so. is like this is like development camp for me. I have to put in my time. No, not at all. You you've you've definitely you're like Miguel Andujar at this point. You're definitely the starter. So you know you're in the rotation. All right, all good. Awesome. All right, awesome. man. All right, I'll hey, talk to you later. On, wait, wait, hold on. Oh, yes. I, I, need, I need 15 seconds. Okay. Uh, Belgium's going to beat France, and Croatia's going to beat England, and Belgium's going to beat Croatia for the World Cup this weekend. You're so, welcome. So does everyone, like, party with waffles at that point? Is that uh, how that goes? I think so, yeah, yeah. Strawberry and whipped cream, too, baby. Load well, it up. What happens, if, what happens if Croatia wins? Like, what do we do? I, well, we, it's a very muted celebration, you know. That's a very business-like team. It's not a lot of emotion. But I do think... Um, I don't think England's getting by Croatia. I know England's the, the darlings of the tournament, but I just I think their run's going to end. I don't think they're quite there yet. Good team. Been a lot of fun to watch, but I think they're done. All right. Okay. Well, that's the that's the that's the uh, that's our update. That's the update. That's the World Cup update. That's the that's literally the World Cup update you will get once a week from us You're here on the Beatles. All right. Good. All right. We'll talk to you next week, man. All right, guys. Have a good week. We'll have more on the way. Thank you, Travis. Uh, more on the way. Beatles Daily Spectrum Health Care Partners, Sears Cross the NBR Radio Network. There's a winning culture when it comes to sports teams in New England. 